Welcome to Lionheart Podcast. I hope you guys had a great weekend. We are continuing our study in the John, First John, and we'll be doing Chapter Two. Um, there's so much in Chapter Two, so we're going to be breaking it down. I don't know how much, but we'll be breaking it down. Um, but it's an awesome book. I love, I love First John, Second John, Third John. Um, great books. So worth you know taking the time to kind of break up and, and really get into. So, Lord, we thank you for your word. We ask that you bless it, that you give us insight into it, God. We would understand it, God. We would um, glean from it. We would learn from it. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, First John 2. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So right there we see that John is writing this because he wants us to know. He wants us to learn so that we don't fall into sin. <clears throat> and he himself, so we're talking about Jesus, is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. So Jesus Christ, he is the one who paid our debt. He is the one who paid for our sins. He took our place. And not just us, for everyone in the whole world. So it's not, it's not, we're not secluding anyone. It is, the, the gift is for everyone. Verse 3. Now by this we know that we know him. If we keep his commandments. Okay, so how do we know that we know God? If we're listening to what he tells us to do. We know his commandments and we keep them. And he who says, I know him. And does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. I don't know about you, but I've met many people who be like, I know God. I know God. But they have actually no idea what the Bible says. They have no idea what he wants from them. They, they don't know him, and they're lying. They're lying to themselves. They're lying to God. They, they don't know him. You need to know what his word says to know him. So important. So important. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. And why is that? Because God says, if you love me, right? He says, oh, you will obey him, right? You love the Lord your heart. We love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, right? And love your neighbor as yourself. And God wants you to keep those commandments. That shows him that you love him. But if you don't, you don't know him. So we, we hear this, but you know, when verse 5 it says, but whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. You know how to love your father. By this, we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought to also to walk just as he walked. So when we love God, we know what his word says. When he, we, we know what he wants us to be doing. We want to walk like he walked because he is just the perfect example. He is a hero. He is, you know, who we look up to and we want to imitate him. We want to be like him. So we need to walk like he walked. Verse 7. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment, which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. And what is that? To love the Lord your God, right? And then it says, again, a new commandment. 
I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. So now what new commandment are we talking about? And I was talking to my husband about this because it says first about the old commandment, um, where God does talk about loving him, right? And then we talk about the new commandment. And um, if so, again, this is the book of John. Now, if you go to the book of John, uh, verse chapter 13, verse 34, I'm going to read it for you. It says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, and that you also love one another. By this you will all know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So again, we're all summing this up with love. Loving God and loving one another. Okay, that is that is kind of the new part to this, okay? And it goes on to clarify that even more. Uh, verse 9. He who, says, uh, he who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. We can't have hate. And again, this is not just talking about your literal brother. You cannot hate someone and think you're walking in light. It totally contradicts who God is. How can you how can you say you love God and hate his creation? Now, again, we can we cannot like how somebody is. We can disagree with somebody's lifestyle, the things that they do. Hate this, you know, we've heard this, you know, we hate the sin. You don't hate the person. Cuz God made that person and God loves that person. And you, as somebody who loves God, should not be hating anybody because like this says, you're in darkness and you you don't know where you're even going. Okay? It it has the hate pretty much the hate has blinded you. And that, and that it does do that. Hate will blind you. Okay, let's continue. Verse 12. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. Amen. <laughs> I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who was from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. It, you really can see the love that John has here, that he is trying to show when he's writing this letter. I don't know what you guys think, but he just wants to be encouraging. And like he said in the very beginning, he's writing it because he doesn't want you to sin. He, he wants you to have that closeness with God. Now, verse 15 I'm wondering if I should even continue with this, but I think I will. Um, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. And I'm going to stop at that verse. Um, and there's so much we could say there too. Um, the love of the world. The world has so much evil in it, like it just said. There is so much evil and lust in the world that if you're going to love it, the love of God is not in you because we're not talking about not, you know, we definitely, we love God's creation. We love the things that God has made. But this is like loving the things of the world, the flesh of the world, the pride, the money, the wanting, the, it's just, it's so, um, it's just so against who God is. And it's something that we have to deal with because we are we are um, walking and living on this you know earth in this world 
but we are supposed to be set apart and not really like the world, right? We are, we are aliens, strangers to the world, um, here to show the love of Christ and not to just blend in with the rest of the people in the world. We have to stand out. We have to show that we love them. We don't love the world. We love God. Amen. <laughs> so we will continue and finish the rest of 1 John chapter 2. Um, I hope that you got something from this. It always encourages me. It always helps me when I'm studying and just trying to have um, devotional time with God. And um, God bless you guys. And we will talk on Sunday Sentiments and Coffee.